Reading citizens, and welcome to Unknown. I'm Jason McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me. The International UFO Congress took place from September 4th through the 8th in downtown Phoenix, Arizona. Although this year marked the IUFOC's 28th anniversary, this was the event's first year in downtown Phoenix. It was also a new time of year for the event. Historically, the Congress has taken place in February. So, it was a year of big changes for the International UFO Congress. Since this conference was kind enough to move just a few miles down the street from where I live, of course, I popped in here and there to check it out and to spend some time with friends and colleagues who were in attendance. Shane Hurd was there for the full conference. He was pretty busy during the event, but he did manage to sit down for a brief chat with our mutual friend, Zuni elder Clifford Mahoudi. I'm here at the 2019 International UFO Congress, and I am here with Clifford Mahoudi. How are you doing, Clifford, and welcome to Phoenix. I'm doing excellent. Good, good. So, listen, um, what, uh, what brings you to the uh, International UFO Conference? What do you enjoy? I enjoy the, the talks. I enjoy the people, and, of course, I've been around this for some time, especially the Congress, which is the, probably the best in the the biggest in, in the country, and I've uh, enjoyed being, being to the previous ones, so this is, a, this is another one of those uh, places that I really enjoyed uh, listening to the speakers, and of course, the, the people that come to these conferences, I have a real good communication with them. Yeah, I enjoy that too, the camaraderie with, with everyone is really special, isn't it? It sure is, it's just like a reunion <laughs> going back to school or college, so that's sort of like that. Yeah, it's great to see everyone. Um, so, also, I was thinking that, you know, so much has been happening in ufology lately, the last couple of years. Is there anything that, that has really grabbed your attention? Well, one of the things that uh, ufology is that we're now increasing it to other areas. Uh, for example, being a Native American Indian, I've included in some of my lectures the spirituality, the conscious connection, Mother Earth, and also possibility of the star people as our ancestors. But in these in these meetings, we kind of cover all of that in one one session or at least one conference. So the people are now really get, waking up and accepting a lot of things that was sort of taboo, say, way back about 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. And that is so fascinating, that connection. So, yeah, I'm glad to hear that that people are being more receptive and and that's really being talked about. It's very encouraging. So uh, I guess the last question I have, you probably have seen this whole business about Storm Area 51. It's been in the news a lot. Um, What do you think about that? Well, you know, the first impression will be, you know, this is sort of like a, a joke, but I don't, uh, I don't think like that. I believe it's something that is part of the, the movement that's happening that is uh, 
perhaps put forth by many different factors, of course, being the, uh, the attack uh, on some of the uh, things that the government has held back. But I believe it's sort of like uh, breaking down of a lot of barriers, even though it seems like it's a fun event or it's sort of bizarre event. But I believe that it's part of the breaking down and the disclosure of what has been held back for many, many years. So I really uh, hope that a lot of these efforts are being brought out at different parts of the country. Yeah, excellent. That, that's a great take on that. Well, thank you so much and appreciate your time and, and enjoy the rest of the conference. Excellent. Thank you very much. You bet. Shane also caught up with Kevin Day the retired U.S. Navy Senior Chief Operations Specialist, who was a radar operator on the USS Princeton during the now-infamous Tic Tac UFO incident that occurred off the coast of San Diego in 2004. How are you doing, Kevin? Pretty Welcome good, to Shane. Phoenix. Well, thank you. It's my <laughs> honor and pleasure to be speaking with you. Uh, thanks so much. Listen, I know you're on the program and you, uh, you're on a panel discussion. Would you like to kind of give us an idea what you're talking about and some highlights? Well, it's going to be up to the moderators. It's going to be an open uh, question session. So I'm pretty sure they're going to be asking you lots about the Nimitz case, the Tic Tac uh, uh, 2004 case. And I'm expecting some questions on the post effects of what happened to me since that time. And I'm pretty sure he'll ask me about the, my book that just came out. It's called Sailor's Anthology, and it's on, available on Amazon. Awesome. And, what, and the provenance of that book is when I retired in 2008... Nobody would believe my story, not even my own mom and dad. And they didn't say that exactly, but I could tell. Mm-hmm. And I got frustrated and I didn't know what to do. I would really, really bug me because I was concerned about it. You know, these things were a safety of flight issue. And, and I was thinking to myself, what if what happened then happened off the coast of Iran and I did have missiles? Could yeah. it start a war, you know, an yeah. unprovoked war? That's not what we want. And I was, but I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. So what I did do is I wrote the story in a book and I published it in the Library of Congress. I did not know that. Just in case the story ever did break, it would provide some sort of contemporaneous evidence that this thing really did happen. And I fictionalized it because people were still in uniform at the time. Mm -hmm. And so that's what happened. And uh, Alejandro Rojas just republished my book and it's now for sale on Amazon. So... Awesome. And um, we're going to use the the proceeds for... um, Something else they're probably going to ask me about. We're planning an expedition back to SoCal in November of 2020 um, because it, based on a hunch and a theory, when those objects um, appeared on our radar and we intercepted them, they acted like a flock of birds, like they didn't want nothing at all to do with us. Imagine throwing, seeing that, like a bunch of pigeons on the ground and you toss a, a rock and they all fly away and yeah. they regroup and then go in a group yeah. to wherever they're going. That's exactly how these things behaved. And another thing that happened is after Commander Fravor um, returned to the Nimitz after his flight, the next flight was getting ready to launch. And the, the flight lead, was his name was Chad Underwood. His name's just come out. And he told uh, Chad Underwood, that, hey, make sure you take an a aircraft with an uh, at-clear plot on it, a forward-looking infrared radar that's active. Mm-hmm. And Chad Underwood's reply, according, I wasn't there, but according to testimony from other people, he said, I'm going to go find those things. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. Wow. So I believe these things are findable, and I also believe they're knowable. Nice. And so we're going to load up a research vessel with a, a bunch of top physicists and scientists and trained observers. So we're going to take some new technologies that are now available. We've teamed up with some people in uh, 
Silicon Valley. Nice. And, and we're gonna we're gonna go see if we're right about that. Oh, that'll be fantastic! What a what an awesome thing yeah, to so, do. Yeah. So the sale, the book, the sales from the book are gonna go towards that effort. Awesome. Well, that's <clears throat> terrific. Wow, you blew blew me away with that. I, I was not expecting that. I'll look for for your updates on that. That sounds me too. I'm, I'm very excited about it. Yeah. I, I can't. I'm I'm humbled, deeply humbled by the. The, the quality and the caliber of people that are jumping on the team and helping us helping this effort. Wow, that's going to be very impactful, I'm sure. Awesome. Well, you know, there, there's a lot going on in ufology of late, uh, and you, you've really kind of been at the epicenter of it. But are there is there anything that's catching your attention right now? Yeah, um, and I kind of mentioned it already. I was I didn't know there was uh, people working on te- UAP UFO related actual technologies products there's one guy sitting right behind us with the madar system for yes. example and there's there's another system out there uh, ufo talk to it's now called ufo dap mm-hmm. uh, chris o'brien's uh, company um there, there's some others too and um that fascinates me yeah me and too it t- truly fascinates me yeah i haven't checked out his booth yet but i i'm definitely going to uh, he's sitting over there and so that he's given a presentation terrific. i think on it yeah. later today or maybe it's tomorrow yeah that'll be terrific as well yeah, i'm definitely going to be at that one yeah, I want I want that gear on my boat when I go. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm sure he'd. Uh, I got love a lot to do for it. it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, I just one final question, I guess. Uh, it's sort of on the pop culture side here. Uh, we've been seeing in the news a lot about the whole storm area 51 thing. It's sort of changed and morphed a little bit, maybe into more of a, a festival. But what's your thought on that whole thing? When I first heard that, I was thinking um, it reminded me of uh, doctors. Uh, Jacques Vallée and Dr. Eric Davis did a paper, and if I don't quote me, but I think that the name of the paper is uh, The Incommensurability of High Strangeness. And it's basically a framework for doing research on these observations, and they broke down different effects because these interaction with these things affects people. There's no question because it happened to me personally, and I didn't know what the hell was wrong with me for a long time. Wow. Only recently I figured it out. And um, there's, there's six layers that they laid out. And layer six, the very last layer, is social effects. Yes. So this area 51 nonsense is is a is a layer six social effect from Valley Davis. Awesome. What a great reference, Kevin. I, yeah. that, that, is, that is really something I That's think you I got. That's what I see. Yeah, yeah, me too. I yeah. agree with that. It's, uh, you know, I've been saying, you know, stay home, stay free, stay and home, stay Stay home, safe, be free, you know? and safe. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a very bad idea, guys. Don't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally put your, agree. Put your thoughts and efforts into doing something more productive and um, go, go and volunteer in your hometown and help you help your neighbors and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Great advice. Spend time with your dog. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Your yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Well, thank you very much for taking a few minutes with My us. My pleasure, and, Shane. And uh, uh, you're, you're a great, great guy. And I'm really looking forward to your presentation. Thank you, Shane. My honor. You got it. In addition to five days filled with a wide variety of presentations, the Congress also features a vendor room, a film festival, and an awards banquet. Each year, the IUFOC presents a Researcher of the Year Award and a Lifetime Achievement Award. This year's recipients were the seemingly inseparable Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp, respectively. The International UFO Congress is always a good time. Like Cliff Mahoudi said, it really feels like a reunion. You get to see so many people from the UFO community all in the same place. If you've never been to a UFO conference, 
I definitely recommend checking out the UFO Congress next year. Well, citizens, as we wrap up this brief episode, we invite you to come join us in the Rogue Planet Facebook group. You can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash Rogue Planet. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the UFO Congress if you were there or what other UFO-related events you enjoy. You can find more episodes of Unknown on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider so you're notified when we publish new episodes. And if you haven't done it already, it would be awesome if you could just take a minute to rate and review Unknown on your favorite podcast platform. You can always find this show at RoguePlanet.tv because Unknown is a Rogue Planet production. RoguePlanet.tv is your home for all the strange. Big thanks to our talented friend and fellow Rogue Planeteer, Caleb Hanks, for the show's intro and outro music. You can check out all his work at thecourtchronicles.com. Thanks again for hanging out with me today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do me a big favor, friends. Always treat the UFO subject with the cautious and responsible skepticism it deserves. Question everything. Have the courage to form your own opinions. Keep truth as the focus of your quest, even if the truth conflicts with your opinions. And, of course, stay strange. Stay strange.